And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast Series Squad, the show where we draft teams. Like, we're the general manager. They only catch that very specific draft pool we're working with. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, a.k.a. the War Room, along with my rival GMs. We got Tass. We got Trey. We got the man making the magic happen, J.D. And our fifth GM today, our special guest, is the reason for today's episode. He's the New York Knicks beat reporter at The Athletic. He's returning to No Dunks for the second, maybe third time. I'm not sure. It's Fred Katz. What's up, Fred? I, I'm I'm so thrilled to be here. I've said to you guys, I think on this podcast and definitely off it, that this is my favorite basketball podcast of all time. So I am thrilled to be a part of it, and I am so thrilled to talk about fruit right now. Oh, well, <laughs> this is this the thing. crazy part. Yeah, today's draft theme inspired by the numerous conversations that we had with Fred in Vegas over Summer League. We're talking fruit. We're talking Harry Potter characters. We came up with a few more, but today's squad, Fred... We are drafting what we're calling the Fred Katz Pack. Uh, how do you feel about this honor? I feel I feel really honored. I, I, I will say I don't know if I love the idea of pack when it comes to fruit. There are some fruits you just don't want in a pack. Fair. You need them fresh. You need them out. You don't even want them in the fridge, let alone the pack. You want them out in a bowl. They're going to lose 10 to 15% of their flavor for every hour that they're getting cold. Like, I'm not sure I'm into pack. I think we need a, a better a better word for it, but I'm into the concept. Yeah, I'm good well, we're just calling a produce basket or what, man? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and we're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. They, we're not just basket. drafting we can fruit. Call it the basket. We're not just drafting fruit, Fred. I know no. you want to. Yeah, we, were, we had that discussion. <laughs> yeah, but we have a no by that. other categories. No, no, no. We're, we're just drafting for you guys. Can draft whatever you want. When we get to whatever other category we take, I'm just bringing up guava. Okay, okay well, guava. We do. We do have five different categories to draft from. In the first round, we'll be drafting the best fruit. That was uh, quite a topic in Vegas with our guy Fred Katz. In the second round, we'll be drafting the best Harry Potter character. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Again. My favorite moment for Vegas, Trey Kirby and Fred Katz yelling about Harry Potter characters in a bar. Uh, in the third round... Cool grown-up guy stuff. Yeah, in the third round, we'll be drafting a New York Knicks legend, obviously inspired by Fred Katz on the Knicks beat. In the fourth round, Meow will be drafting a famous cat. Now, these can be real felines, cartoon characters, historic cats... But I would like to say right now, I would like to say right now, get out of here with your tiger play or your puma play or your lion play. I I think we got to draw the line there. How do you feel about that, Fred? I feel I feel really good about that because what 
you can't you can't bring you can't bring like lions into the like you can't draft you can't draft Simba exactly that just defeats the spirit of the rule. Uh, okay, good. Everybody's yeah. nodding. Everybody yeah, agrees with totally. this rule. You gotta want to be able to pet this cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you so can- Catwoman uh, oh, off no. the board. Oh, oh, wow. But I I do think I do think we need to get creative on it. I don't think we can just Absolutely. go like house cats. Like no, I think no, no, <laughs> famous. We're talking famous cats. I think like I think like drafting Carl Anthony Towns is in play. <laughs> You know, what about yeah. Jamal I think, McClure? I think you can go for it. <laughs> the yeah, big cat sure. Himself. Uh, sure. And in the final and fifth round, we're going to draft fake names, okay? Also known as like pen names, stage names, the old gnome de plume. Um, this random category is inspired by the fact that Fred's real name is not Fred. That blew our mind when we learned that. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, so we'll, did, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, yes, fruit. Harry Potter characters, Nick's legend, famous cats, and fake names. The rules to this, we always do the official no dunks rules. All five of us will get the number one pick in one of the five rounds. We're going to draft our squads. We're going to debate our selections, possibly make a trade or two. It's Mm. been known to happen. It makes things terribly confusing. (laughs) But if you want to trade, throw it out there. And in the end, listeners and YouTube subscribers, all of our watchers, will ultimately decide... Who has the best Fred Katz pack, a.k.a. Fruit Bowl? <laughs> or what do we call it? Produce. Basket. 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 Yes, okay, basket. okay. Yeah. Fred Katz basket. Come on, oh, good. Although Fred, had, Fred in Las Vegas had his fruit in the hotel room ice bucket. Oh, he, yes. L- yeah, this guy's talking yeah. a well, big game well, about you don't want to refrigerate exactly. your fruits. Yeah, go ahead. He's icing them. <laughs> they're not exactly giving you... A, a, a nice fruit basket for ambiance in your hotel room. <laughs> right. So when you're a huge partier like me yeah. and you spend your first night in Vegas going to Whole Foods to buy the cheaper version of aluminum foil so you can properly wrap your sandwiches <laughs> to go to the game oh and you happen to pick up some bananas and some pluots and some peaches while you're there, you want to have a nice little ambiance when you get into the room. And the, uh, the best thing that you can do is the ice bucket. So I washed out the ice bucket and Put some fruit in there, and you know what? It was it gave a really a really uh, a really nice nice vibe upon entering the room. It felt does. like home, and they were they were delicious. Yeah, I know what you're thinking out there, everyone. Yeah, Fred Katz is a monster in Vegas. <laughs> this guy's unhinged. He's an animal. Uh, okay, we determined the draft order earlier in the week, and I'm happy to say, Fred, you have the rights to the first overall pick in best fruit. <laughs> You're on the clock. This is going to destroy me. I can't believe <laughs> This must be hard. This is like asking the Octomom who her favorite child <laughs> I mean. Do you think you could have gone 25 deep on fruits? Like if we drafted five rounds of fruit with five GMs. <laughs> not, even yeah. not even a question. Not even a question. Yeah, I can't wait to see me? the big board afterwards. <laughs> 25 deep. Are you kidding me? I go 25 deep a day with fruit. <laughs> just like, for, I, I feel like people need, like, I have like a fruit problem. Yeah. Like, there are people who love fruit. There are people who like fruit. And when I say I love fruit and I eat a lot of fruit, the reaction that normally people say is, oh, that's very healthy. And I'm like, no, it's extremely <laughs> unhealthy. 
It's so unhealthy. I will eat so much fruit in one sitting. Like I'll just casually just knock out a pack of black of blackberries, a pack of strawberries, a pack of raspberries, a couple of peaches, a couple of plums, and then I'll just like go about my day and I'll come back later and I'll eat an entire watermelon for no reason at all. It's disgusting. It's a real problem. Are you gonna real- get get up and go to the bathroom every five minutes yeah. during this podcast? No, I think my body like really I think I think my body's done the opposite where it's gotten so used to it, it actually settles my stomach. I'll be like, I need to settle my stomach. I'm just gonna eat a bunch of high fiber fruits just to settle my stomach and I'll be fine. Okay. Well so, so I so this was difficult picking your favorite or best. Yes, yeah, yeah. it was. And I do need to qualify, at least for the audience okay. and, and maybe for myself, that we are going with the same the same rules that we went with in Vegas, which is we're not going like all fruit products, right? Like if I take apple, I'm not getting apple pie, right? It's just raw biting into the fruit. Yeah, right? I think you're getting. I think you're getting raw fruit. I mean, yeah, right? Because you raw could fruit, get into yeah, like yeah. what you can do with that particular mm. fruit, like Fred said. But I think just like eating the the fruit itself, yeah, that's the way we're going here. Vegas rules. Okay, great. Vegas rules. So, <laughs> two minutes remaining, by the way. <laughs> This is what Greg Popovich was doing when he was vamping. Everybody knew you're taking Wembenyama. He's like, yeah, I like all the big guys uh, out there. They're all good. I, I have no idea what. Fred's I don't know taking. where Fred's going. Yeah. yeah, that's I'm I'm intrigued. No, Greg Popovich was actually sitting there being like, you know what I love strawberries, <laughs> and and that is actually going to be my pick. Wow. I considered I considered raspberries. I love raspberries. <laughs> The best version of raspberries is amazing. But the problem is raspberries are like Giancarlo Stanton. They're, they, they, they are either streaking like crazy. You get a good raspberry and it is like nothing else. But the problem is, number one, they go bad really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And number two, they sometimes they're deceiving. That's that's the thing with raspberries. It's. You can look at raspberries and be like, because it's all about the firmness with the raspberry. You know, if it's firm, you're good. Like with a grape, like, you know, if it's crunchy, you're good. Or an orange, you know, if it's heavy, it's good. Like you're good to go. Scott loves fruit. It's like, look, we're not drafting 25 fruits, but I'm mentioning 25 fruits. (laughs) But with raspberries, the problem is that you can look at them and and you can be in the store and you can be like, oh, these are the good raspberries. And every once in a while you get back and you're like, why does it, why is this so mushy? Sure. If it looks so firm. Sure. That's What's true. happening here? And then when it's mushy, it's too tart and you're just annoyed and you kind of you can't even really savor it. You got to be like, I just got to get this thing down. <laughs> and that can't be my first pick. To me, that's like if I have a later pick, that's like a great, like high ceiling, low floor risk that I might want to take. But I I, I, I got to go strawberry. It's 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 extremely consistent amongst fruit like. Like I love nectarines, but you can only get them in the summer. You know, mm-hmm. like strawberries are very consistent. They're extremely delicious. They're actually quite filling. Uh, if you if you throw down two packs of strawberries, you might be full. <laughs> well, yeah, Jesus. So yeah. I I um I I I think I'm gonna have to go strawberries. Bananas aren't juicy enough. 
Oranges are delicious. Mangoes are great, but again, a little more seasonal. And 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 pineapple is great, but you don't eat the whole pineapple. Right. Which means, by definition, the whole pineapple <laughs> is not as good as the whole strawberry. Well, I was going to ask you when it so comes to strawberry, do you do you slice off the the little leafy part, the top part, or do you just do straight chomp to it, or are you a madman and just eat the entire thing? <laughs> I, I straight I straight chomp. I'm a straight chomp. Straight chomp, yeah, and then remove the top or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight chomp. I don't have the patience to cut it. I see okay. a strawberry and I'm like, now. Nah. <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience to to slice it. Okay. I gotta say, I didn't see strawberry going number one from Fred. No. But, it wasn't wow. even wasn't even on my board, I gotta say. Really? Wow. I knew it was gonna be a berry after talking he, to Yeah, he's right. a berry he guy. A berry. We did guy. learn he tipped his I love hand a berry. he loves a berry. And he and he told us the reasons he didn't go raspberry and ultimately went strawberry. Okay, I love the I love the passionate uh, explanation there, Fred, breaking down why strawberry is your number one pick. I think that's going to shock some Ooh. people. But, Trey, you're next up here. Let's keep it going. You have the second pick in best fruit. Yeah, that was a big pick. I didn't have strawberry on my draft board either. <laughs> Though, Tass, we did have a great time picking fresh strawberries once upon a time. Aye, fresh a strawberries. warm strawberry straight off. The, the connecting vine. cord or whatever. <laughs> is it a vine? I don't know. <laughs> the umbilical vine? cord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they're warm. They're good. Uh you did mention uh, my top three fruits uh, on my draft board, Fred, um, and you kind of took a sidehand shot at one of them, if I'm being quite honest here. You called it a seasonal fruit, but with the number two pick, I'm going with the mango. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. What a beautiful fruit. From the outside, it's reddish and greenish. You cut it open, bright orange. Yeah, it's pretty. Very pretty. Yep. Uh, you can get a weird mango, no doubt about it, but I love uh, the way it's often cut where you cut off one cheek of it, then you do like the little crosshatch thing both ways. You pop it out, and it's just like little mango sticks emerging <laughs> from the rind. That's yeah, so yeah. good. And one of my favorite gross things to do is when uh, Laura has perhaps cut up a mango, she's given it to somebody else, and she said, here, you want to gnaw on the seed? And she just hands me that slippery, thick seed from the middle of it, tear off a little bit of rind on the outside, and just... <laughs> Oh, sounded disgusting when I did it. Oh, but it is so good. Uh, give me the mango at number two. Okay, Fred, do you have thoughts? Uh, you already called it a seasonal fruit. Uh, I do have thoughts. Yeah. I love mangoes. They're delicious. Top top five, maybe top three fruit. Okay. They're fantastic. It's a good pick. The reason you can't go with the number one is because, look, we're taking viability and practicality into this. And so mangoes, you notice Trey's language, passive voice. The way it's cut, as if someone else is cutting it for him. <laughs> Sounds to me like uh -oh. Trey is not the mango cutter in the household. And mangoes are amongst all fruits. Hey, mangoes and pineapple. Hey, mangoes and pineapple, it, yeah. They're, they're... They are so, I mean, cutting it is a process. Yeah. It is a pain. And also, yeah, Trey, like when you're, when you're, Sounds like your wife treats you like a dog, by the way. Gives you the seed to gnaw on it. Throws it on the ground. And it gets, when you do that, I agree. It's delicious. I love mango. I agree. It's a top three, top five fruit. It's a good pick. But gets caught in your teeth too much. It does. The process of eating mango is, is not nearly as good or as easy as just popping in a strawberry. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't uh, deny it. Yeah. I can't deny it. Um... But look, man, am I cutting every mango in my house? No. Am I cutting the majority of them? No. 
<laughs> but probably a third. Don't act like I'm not cutting mangoes. Okay. And okay. when it comes to pineapples, it's the complete opposite. I'm cutting most of the pineapples. Wow. Okay. Wow. But I'm not choosing it because I got to cut it usually. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Okay. So I'm up. I'm up with the third pick here. I can't believe pineapple is still on the board. Um, mm. But you guys are almost talking me out of it because, yeah, look, it's a it's a bitch to cut. <laughs> you know, it, you've got to work for it. I have a question before I make my pick, though. How do we feel about apples? Because do I get all apples in the apple selection? Is that like all varieties or at least, you know, your common ones? Yeah, you get them all. Yeah. Oh, then I, yeah. I I cannot overthink it then. I have to take apples at number three. I thought you were going to say like as if pineapple was a type of apple no. and you get all of the no, 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 no. The apple of the pine tree. With the third pick in best fruit, I'm taking apples after you confirmed I get basically all of them because yeah. what I love about this there's an apple for everyone crunchy soft sweet sour I mean you want to talk about a widely consumed fruit globally <laughs> this is yeah. I mean we got proverbs about proverbs. this game. <laughs> proverbs proverbs yeah. professional an verbs an apple a day keeps the doctor away um i'm going with uh i'm going with the the apple here and i love uh just for the record i love a, a honey crisp mm. i love a macintosh if you get the right macintosh ooh, that's a good apple let's get crazy with the granny smith every once in a while yeah, give me a little yeah. tartness mm. um so i'll take apple are you peeling him no no, no, no. A lot of nutrition in that uh, in that skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though I do like to eat an apple with a knife. Yeah. That's fun. As if I'm like uh, whittling away. Okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, on the porch, especially. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, apple off the board. Pineapple still there. Tax yeah. you have That's the fourth pick. That's yeah, need, need to clarify. Pineapple still on the board. It is. Yes. Yes. It is. It's not it's part of the apple about, family. Everybody's talked about it. But, uh, and everybody wants it. Nobody knows the scouting report. Haven't seen the medicals. <laughs> you don't know what's inside. <laughs> you got to do an MRI on a pineapple. How do you pick a pineapple, Fred? You just pick one. P pineapple. Pineapple is weight as well. Pineapple oh. is like an orange. The way the way you do it is if you have two oranges. Oranges are, are color and and weight, and pineapples are color and weight too. And it also depends on when you want to eat the pineapple, right? Because you might you might want to not eat it for two days, yeah. and then you could just let it let it ripen it ripen at home, and you might be okay. But it's all weight because the heavier it is, it means the more juice is in the fruit. So all those fruits with like the peels that you're not going to eat, you just want to go on. Other than bananas, you just want to go on weight because the heavier it is, the more juice it is. The and, only and the only reason pineapple is slipping is just the the you know the, the, preparation. the preparation because like pineapple is the, it's the most flavorful. It it, it is. Yeah, it's I'd almost it's too delicious. flavorful, I'd say. Oh, wow. It's, you can get a little bit of like a, a, a hurting mouth if you yeah. eat too much pineapple, you know, for like <laughs> yeah. too much sweets. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Oh, you get and, some... if you, and if you cut it a little too shallow, you're definitely getting a hurt mouth from the pokies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here's, the here's the problem with pineapple <laughs> is it's not just that it's difficult to cut. It's that it has to be perfectly cut to be an enjoyable experience. Because not only are you slicing off the skin, you also have to cut out that weird hard inner center, which for some reason was created by the fruit gods. I don't know why that's there. It's totally just it's just terrible. And you have to estimate on where it is. And you can get pretty good at it but every once in a while you have a little bit of that hard inner center and you mm -hmm. get in your mouth and you're like uh, yeah damn yeah that's that ruined that dogs. whole bite right? <laughs> <laughs> when i got that core i'll gnaw on that like a corn cob <laughs> pineapple bone um yeah I, 
I literally I can't eat too much pineapple, and that's why here with the fourth pick, there's no way I'm taking it. Wow. I need I, I need high volume. I need something that I'm going to want to eat a lot. A pineapple, I'll have a I'll, I'll have a little wedge, but that's about it. So get out of here, pineapple. This is very difficult. I know what JD's taking with the fifth pick. Do I, you? Yes, Ooh. I do. Okay. Yeah, I was in on those uh, fruit conversations in, <laughs> in Vegas. I, I heard you pipe in, and because uh, that's where I'm veering right now. I, I honestly can't believe bananas on the board. Uh, when Classic. when talking about watermelon, that's a high volume fruit. Like I could True. eat, you know, because yeah, well, it's all water. You could eat a whole damn watermelon yeah. and still be happy. Watermelon feta doesn't get much better than that. But I'm going tiny. Um, we eat fruit for the juice. There's nothing juicier than a peach. Ooh! Uh, here in the south, I'm taking a peach. Ideally, I want a small Homer. peach. Homer. Yeah, it's a Homer pick. That's a Homer pick. <laughs> Ideally, I want a small peach because I want to throw the whole thing in my mouth and I want to suck on that pit. Like, 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 that's one of the benefits. One you're of the, a dog. Yeah. Just, just like you're eating that mango board, whatever you call that thing. I, is that a pit? The mango seed. Is it? It's a seed. I think it's called a seed, but I yeah. don't know. It feels like a pit. Uh, yeah. Part of yeah the peach. The peach part of it. Uh, like I, I'm a little scared to bite into a peach. Getting those fruit drips. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's sloppy. That's, that's scary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's. There's a lot of benefits, but there are some risks with a peach. Uh, but I'm I'm happy to to throw that in there, and like Nat and 90210, I'm going to the peach pit. Uh, I'm having a, I'm gonna have a good time sucking on that pit. Okay. So give me a peach. Peach. Wow. wow. As long as you're not going to the peach pit after dark, and you're good. That would be too much. I need to ask why peach over nectarine. Yeah, great question. Really great question. I don't. I almost feel like I should get nectarine with a peach. So I should, I, okay, I'm not being. I'm being greedy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's greedy. That's greedy. You can't because 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 the the fuzzy versus unfuzzy. That's what is it is. Such a huge difference. They we can't we can't allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm I'm in the mood for a nectarine. That's a great question. Um, I just want to be able to sing peaches, peaches, peaches. Uh, as well. <laughs> peaches. So many songs. So many peaches songs. Okay, peach off the board. JD, is wow. your selection still there? Do you take pineapple? Where, where are you going? Uh, pineapple still on the board. Banana still on the yeah. board. We have most of the berries still on the board. <laughs> but I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm going for the mighty orange. Wow. And I know that people are going to be like, you just lost this draft. <laughs> but I got to go with my heart. I Listen, you guys, I'm not that big of a fruit guy. Like if I'm looking at a spread, like a, a, a breakfast buffet, mm-hmm. I'm not touching that fruit salad thing. I'm not going anywhere near the fruit. It's just, I don't know. It's too sweet. It's too, I don't know. There's never oranges. Orange is my favorite fruit. I, ha- I did a lot of soul searching last night <laughs> and I just came to the conclusion that I just love an orange. And yes, there's there like Tess, there's drips involved. I love the drips. Mm-hmm. The drippier the better. Interesting. Stand up and eat it. You know, where a fruit that you have to actually lean forward and so that all of the juice falls down yeah. on the ground. Eat it over the sink. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. This sweetest orange. I mean an orange as a flavor, like orange and chocolate, my favorite. I know that's polarizing Whoa. as well. I, you know, like orange people are going to think yeah. I'm crazy. But, yeah, I'm going orange. Okay. Sorry, banana. Sorry, pineapple. Sorry, watermelon. I wow. thought you were going cherries. 
I love a cherry. I love it. It's probably my favorite berry, but just for consistency and variety as well, because there are a lot of different types of oranges yeah, as well. You got nice. the mandarin, you got the tangerines. I assume tangerines oh, are yeah. involved in yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Give me, but a nice navel orange. Just from the south of us in Florida, it's beautiful. Are you, are you oh, good, uh, nearby Homer. Are you a good? Um, are you good at peeling an orange? Yes, I'm yeah. awesome at it. You got good nails. <laughs> I got uh, well, I'm you know. Sick. Sometimes, sometimes it's tough to get into an orange. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'll take an assist with a little pen knife, but uh, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You you peel an orange on a peach and just put the segment on the tip of the knife and eat it. Yeah. It's a tough guy. Okay. Fred, so, Fred let me ask think, you about the orange. Is is it somewhat like a raspberry where it's a bit of a, a low floor, high ceiling? Because you can get some, some bad oranges. You can get a bad orange. I yeah. like the pick, though. Because, number one, the, my least favorite pick is definitely Skeet's going apples. Oh, how Sorry, dare Skeet's. you? How dare you? <laughs> you don't like an apple? That's insane. <laughs> apples are... are I think every fruit that we have named, I would take over the apple. Apples are a way better pick if we're if we're including like products of the fruit. If we're including applesauce and right. apple pie right. yeah, and yeah, baked yeah. apples and yeah. all that stuff. I then love a raw, I love a raw apple. I think it's the best snack. It fills me up. <laughs> it's easier than all of these other fruits for the most part in terms of just like get it in your body as quick as you can. <laughs> it's True. a quick rinse and boom, let's go. And hell, you don't even right. need to rinse well, it. The best part of the apple pick is is its portability rating is as high as any other food other than the <laughs> it's banana. True, it's true. Maybe maybe higher than the banana because if you oh, yeah. like you know are going for a walk somewhere and you're like I'll grab a banana, you still gotta throw out the banana peel. Yeah. And yeah, you gotta throw out the apple core, but it's a little more of a process. The banana's quicker to eat, and it's annoying to be stuck with a banana peel. You look <laughs> ridiculous is. carrying around a it banana peel is. everywhere. Yeah. And you tell yourself, like, this is biodegradable. I can drop it, but you just know you're not going right. to. It's so rude. Yeah. And so you gotta find now you gotta find a garbage when you're out. And it's just different with the apple core. It's, 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 it's a lot easier to carry. So I would say apple gets the highest rating for portability. Now I would say orange gets a pretty high rating for portability oh, yeah. yes. too. I mean, yes. like, like what what little league team doesn't get orange slices? Oh, yeah. uh, I think I think orange is a is a good pick. Uh, I I think fruit first and foremost should be refreshing. That's what it is. Like that's <laughs> exactly. why exactly. when everyone goes for ice cream, I'm going for sorbet. <laughs> and the reason why is because if it's cold, it should be refreshing wow. it shouldn't be all milky and dairy that's why i don't go near yogurt because i'm like why are you not refreshing and I, I i think you can make a very good argument that the orange is the most refreshing fruit right up there with the watermelon it's, it's right uh, up there yeah. just a super super refreshing fruit oranges are are delicious and by the way when all of our fruits are worse in like january mm-hmm. ad's heading out to his nearest grocery store and getting the best oranges possible because they're great in the winter yeah it's a winter that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's thank you for i appreciate that i do love a clementine or something like that around the uh, christmas season oh, it's God. uh it is a delight this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, we got to move off of fruit. I uh, can't believe some big names, banana, <laughs> pineapple, watermelon, still on the board. I love it, though. Okay, let's get to our next category here. Uh, again, this one was debated in Vegas. The best Harry Potter characters. Trey has the number one pick. <laughs> no, this one's tough. This one's <laughs> tough. I know Fred's got views. <laughs> and it's tough uh, having the number one pick. Like, do you go with your favorite character? Mm. Do you go with the hero of the story? Do you go with the greatest living wizard? Tough to say. Yeah. Mm. Tough to say. Do you go with the the most interesting story arc? Go with the funniest dudes? I think I got to go with the LeBron of the wizarding world. Harry Potter's going number one in Whoa, this year draft. Wow. Look at Fred shaking his he head. He hates it. This was a huge debate <laughs> in Vegas. Fred, what do you think about Harry Potter going number one in this category? Congratulations to the Portland Trailblazers for taking Greg Oden. <laughs> You've got to be this kidding will, me. This will go fantastic. <laughs> for real. So you're telling me you're picking anybody else besides Harry Potter. A child prodigy. So good. They sent him out of their world. Say, come back in 13 years, Harry. And he did. And he started saying Voldemort and people couldn't believe it. And then he vanquished him. Not one time, Fred. Eight times. The chosen one came through in the clutch time after time after time using basically two spells. He would Alohomora you, he would Expelliarmus you, and that's about all he had. The bag was not deep, but the guy could improvise. He said, Quirrell, I see your face is burning when my hands touch you. What if my hands just keep touching you? See you later, Voldemort. He couldn't come back for an entire year. He had to come back as a diary. Ridiculous stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I got to go Harry. Uh, You know, one of the youngest seekers of all time. One time ate a snitch. Ate a snitch? Yeah, he caught it in his mouth. (laughs) Uh, So, I got to go Harry Potter. Got to. Fred, Mm. your your counter to you. Again, this was a, a... uh, a, a heated debate in Vegas, the idea of Harry Potter. You said, I don't want to misquote you, but like Harry Potter is the worst character in Harry Potter. I did say that. <laughs> in my defense, it was after a few drinks, and I was really just trying to piss off Trey. Yeah, true. And <laughs> that was basically it. And I was, and, and once I said it, I was like, well, I, I got it. <laughs> Oh, am I going to change my mind and admit I'm wrong? No. no way. No, but Harry Potter, I do believe he's a, he's a terrible first pick. Uh, there are other players. There are other players. There are other <laughs> other prospects with better better story arcs. Right. With better kind of development and growth of character throughout the books. Uh, and, and who are more interesting people. I'm not doubting Harry Potter's ability as a wizard, although he is not even the best wizard in in uh, in the entire book. Mm-hmm. Look, here's what happens. Harry Potter vanquishes Voldemort. I know. But you know who he reminds me of? Tass, you're a baseball fan. You'll mm. get this. He reminds me of Randy Valerde. Ooh. Remember Randy Valerde? Oh, you better believe it. He had a glove. <laughs> yep. Randy Valerde. Real, 
real good utility infielder for a long time in the 90s into like the early 2000s but a utility infielder you know <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what randy velarde hit against randy johnson in his career he hit over 400 against randy johnson in his career that's so are we gonna argue Randy Johnson's like maybe the best left-handed pitcher of all time. So are we going to argue that Randy Velarde is the best hitter of all time because he did the best just against Randy Johnson, who was the best? Oh, no, okay. Harry Potter was amazing against Voldemort. The matchup was great. <laughs> he had all the matchup advantages. Every other jam he got into, he was like, Hermione, do your thing. So mm, I see what you're so, saying. It was a weird, weird so analogy. No, but I, I would got take there. Hermione over, over, over oh, Harry. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, Harry Potter going number one. In the hey, uh, who, who's character. the greatest living wizard? Dumbledore. Did, how many times did he vanquish Voldemort? <laughs> I'm sure Larry Walker struggled against Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in the All Star game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I do want to see, like, you know how uh, the the great social media team at the Athletic will do, like, those cool graphics with the quote. I do want, like. A photo of Harry Potter and Fred Katz, and it says Harry Potter is the worst character in Harry <laughs> Potter, and I want them just to tweet that out and watch the content engagement go nuts. Uh, all right, I'm up next in this category. I will admit, guys, I'm not a Harry Potter sicko. Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a casual. I've watched, I think I've watched a majority of the movies, maybe all of them. Never read any of the books. I assume they're pretty similar uh, to the movies, but <laughs> yep. uh, so so I mean I know the characters. I got a couple in play here, and I think I'm gonna go with Snape. I think I Good go with guess. Snape, and I was reading about it, I was doing some research, and I like this line, and it summed up how I feel about Snape, sort of within the Harry Potter universe. Snape turned into one of the most discussed and debated characters from Harry Potter. Is he an evil man with moments of good? or a good man who has some very ugly characteristics or something more complicated altogether. Is that, that checks out, right? That's, that's exactly that's right. That's Snape's vibe. That's it's exactly like, right. who are you, Snape? <laughs> are you are you pro-Harry? Are you anti-Harry? Are you good or bad? Are you both? Complicated character. And I mean, it's I, I go with him too because of the movies. Alan Rickman, Ugh. the best the best actor in the Harry Potter Oh, well, well that's okay. I mean, that's debatable, okay. but well, th th there's a, throughout this series, there are some, you know, cl uh, the, some of the best actors in the world, you know? Sure, sure. But Alan Rickman on the short list. Absolutely. Right. Top five for sure. So I am going Snape. Cats, uh, quick thoughts. Incredible pick. <laughs> Would have been my number one overall pick. Good. Not only, not only the best character in Harry Potter, one of the greatest characters in the history of literature. Wow. Amazing character. You're saying the key so much depth. taking Odin. <laughs> yes. So so much depth. I mean, this is basically Odin going one and then Durant yeah. going two. All right. So so much depth. Uh you never know what to think of him, and yet you're constantly compelled by him. Uh you don't really know his true motives at at, at many different points. And when you learn them, it's an incredible reveal. Just an amazingly written character. As a writer, you can tell when other writers love writing about people. And I just am so confident that J.K. Rowling loved writing about Snape. Okay. I am so in on Snape. Unbelievable oh. character. Great okay. pick. Great. With the third pick in uh, this, we go to uh, to Tass, Harry Potter characters. Yeah, also not a hairy head. Um, but uh, <laughs> this was an easy pick for me because once upon a time, I was oh, yes. slightly uncool. Yes. Uh, 
had a shaved head, <laughs> bit of a goatee, just like my man Victor Crump. Yes, yeah. exactly like yeah. I think oh, if I good. trained as well, I could be on the uh, the national Quidditch team as Victor was on the Bulgarian national Quidditch yeah. team. He was good. He was very yeah. good. Yeah, I think I could pull it off. I took. I would love to take Hermione Granger to the Yule Ball, to the Sergio Yule Ball. You know, cool but not cool. Uh, so uh, give me the man, the Durham Strength champion. Give me Victor Crumb. Victor Crumb. Also Crum. just a great name. Yeah. That's great. That's a great pick. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Maybe the best Quidditch player on Earth. Wizard Earth. <laughs> really? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't uh, know that. Is Victor still with us? I, I think he makes it out. Yeah. At the he? end. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay, good. No yeah, he's got to be. Okay, good. Uh, I wasn't sure. Uh, all right. Awesome pick. Um, and yeah, you definitely looked like him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just showed a picture for our, uh, our YouTube when was that picture of you from? Uh, it was college graduation. Okay, nice. You wow. somehow look 20 years older in the photo <laughs> that you were showing us of whatever, 20 plus years ago. It's wild. Uh, all right. Um, JD, you're up next here. Harry Potter. Yeah. Also not a hairy head, believe it or not. I am a super <laughs> really? nerd. Yeah, yeah, but never really got into it. I read a couple of the books to the kids as they were younger. Uh, Jackson, huge hairy head. Um, Lincoln as well. I mean, I've seen the movies in and out. like. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I enjoy it. I, I, you know, maybe I should revisit it. Um, but I'm going to keep this very simple. Uh, and this is just basically, I feel like an outsider looking in much like I do when I'm, you know, watching basketball. Uh, so I'm taking Hermione Granger. Uh, you know, I like somebody who has their shit together. She comes prepared. And as Fred alluded to, she seems to do the bulk of Harry's dirty work. Am I wrong about that? She's the smartest. Not at all. Yeah. So she's she's always got her hand up. She's always there to help. And, uh, you know, she's just a heart of gold. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going Hermione Granger. Okay. Fred, you love that pick. Yeah, I love that pick. It's a great pick. I mean, I I was debating between Hermione and and, uh, the guy who I'm now going to take. Yep. between this and it was tough because Carmine is so central to the story and a great character. Uh, am I up? You are. Am I you up? Are. Right All right. Uh, so, you know what? I'm just going to go with a character who is, is, is not nearly as essential to the narrative as some of the others who were picked, but just made me so happy at every single moment that he was mentioned or in. And you want to talk heart of gold. I'm going to go with Hagrid. Yeah. 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 Had him on just, my list. Just, yeah. Like, if I had to go to dinner with one character from Harry Potter, I think I'm going with Hagrid. Like, I think Hagrid could hang in this draft. You know what I mean? Like, if you guys were to have Hagrid on, I think he'd do really well in this draft. He'd have some great analysis. Like, he could he could hang. Uh, he is so trusting. He, he immediately... Hagrid's greatest trait is that he is able to immediately notice who is good and who is not. Mm. And he knows everything. And yet nobody realizes that he knows everything. Like he's, he's like the best anonymous source ever (laughs) where you just go to him and it's like, yeah, I'm not even getting it to the G. There's some people in the NBA where they're like, they're not necessarily the team president, but somehow this, this person just knows everything that's going on everywhere. And they're like the whispers. They'll point you around. No, this is happening here. That's kind of Hagrid where you're like, Hagrid, how do you know this? You just chill in your house all day. You wait for Harry to show up. Like, how how do you know all this stuff? And he just kind of knows it. Uh, He's got an incredible moral compass. Uh, He's, he's great comedic relief. He has so many funny 
so many funny lines, so many funny retorts. He's got this extremely boisterous and and welcoming vibe about him. I'm going to Hagrid just because I just really like him as a person. It's good. It's good. And he's massive. He's I was just say, how big is he? You can't teach size. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be unbelievable in the pants. How, yeah. how how tall is he? Like is he? Uh, well, he's a half giant. Uh, um, Ten feet, according to a quick Google here, eight feet six inches tall. Wow. Oh, jeez, almost yeah. a nine footer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's huge. Yeah. Okay. I basically, I basically just got the guy who's going to guard Wembenyama. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you great. did. Yeah. Uh, was there was there love for any other um, Harry Potter characters, Fred, on your on your board? You said Hermione obviously got drafted before uh, your pick. There, anyone else? Like any love for for Dobby? Or, or Voldemort himself. Do- Dobby is Dobby is actually a really good character, but he's he's too small and he's 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 too he's too inessential to the narrative. Yeah, I don't mean too small literally. Oh, okay. right. He is very small <laughs> literally. Uh, Dobby is actually quite portable, like the orange or apple. Uh, Dobby's a great a great character, but I don't know, like Dobby, like. Dobby's a little bit of an ass, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's he's constantly changing. He's backstabbing. And yet Harry is still like, Dobby, you going to help me? And then this is also why I'm like, is Harry as smart as everybody says? Because Dobby is constantly bamboozling Harry. And Harry's being like, I can't believe you screwed me, Dobby. And then Dobby's going back and doing one nice thing and feeling bad about it. And then and Harry's like, oh, there's the real Dobby. And then Dobby screws him four minutes later. Yeah. Harry's and like, Dobby, I can't believe you Dobby that. completely saves his life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because Harry yeah. built that bond. Harry fits with everybody. Yeah, no, do- do- Dobby's a good character, but he's just, I don't think he has the weight. Yeah, the I, yeah. no way, no way. But what about, uh, I'm, I'm surprised Voldemort is not being yeah. uh, selected here. Is he not like the most popular villain since like Darth Vader? He's pretty popular, right? He's, for sure. He's on the very, very short list of like popular villains. He's big time. Yeah. yeah. I think Voldemort yeah. and uh, Dumbledore, obviously another huge snub. Mm. Yeah, 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 Dumbledore's totally a snub. I think, I think if I weren't <laughs> going with Hagrid, I think I would go with, with Dumbledore, okay. I, I I really appreciate a wise man with a beard. Like, it's just <laughs> JD. It's great. Who can like who can like who can like teach people to see other people's memories and mm. know when people are manipulating memories? That's so badass. Do you have a, do you have a favorite movie from the the Harry Potter series, Fred? I don't know. <laughs> just had to replay them all real quick. <laughs> I have to think. There's so there's so many books. Uh, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Best movie. You like that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, Alfonso Cuarón. I think is uh, the yeah, director, so it I looks beautiful. Right. Uh, that's a good call. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go to our third category here. It's New York Knicks legends. <laughs> I have the first pick in this category. I was happy with that because I took one second to decide who I was going with. Give me Walt Clyde Frazier. Oh, damn it. Yeah, baby. Big time. Nice the, time. One of the coolest guys on the planet. I mean, mm-hmm. Fred, you could probably speak better to this than anyone. Um, you're, you're nodding away. He's cool as shit. He is so cool. <laughs> so I, I, it's, it's, it's the biggest no brainer pick of any draft that we're going to do. So, so I, as a journalist will never be like 
so-and-so who I cover is a great guy or so-and-so who I cover I really like. I might tell really positive stories about someone, Mm -hmm. and you can probably tell if I'm telling this really nice story about someone that I have positive feelings towards that person. But I never say so-and-so is a great guy because I I remember a journalist who covered O.J. Simpson was talking about how he once said that O.J. was a great guy, (laughs) and then we know what happened there. Sure. So I never actually say it. So except for Clyde. Clyde. Clyde, I'm like... That dude is the coolest. One of the most fun parts of being on the Knicks beat for real is that like three or four or five times a year when we're on the road, Clyde will come into the media room and just sit down with the beat writers and I'll have dinner with us for like a half an hour in the media room. And he'll just tell these stories unfiltered of the Knicks in the 70s. And of like the four or five of us who are sitting there, Clyde probably gets 90% of the words in (laughs) and we all wish it would be more than 90%. He is like exactly what you would hope he would be in a person. He is the nicest, most modest, smartest dude, the greatest storyteller. He's a freaking treasure. And oh, by the way, un- unbelievable point guard. Oh, incredible. Amazing. Seven-time All-Star. One of the greatest game sevens of all time. Yeah, seven-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA, seven-time All-Defensive. He was a juggernaut on that end. Uh, he won two rings, obviously, member of Top 75, Hall of Famer. He's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame again, too, won't he? For a broadcaster? Like, he did. He right. got in. Oh, he's already in. He's oh. the first. Oh. Last last year, he's the first oh, person. He's the first person to make it as both a player and as anything in, in journalism. There yeah. He's, uh, if you don't count the TNT guys, because they technically went in as a show, uh, not individually. Okay. okay. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, Clyde is, he's an amazing broadcaster. I love, and, and, and you know what's amazing? Like, he says he used to have a terrible vocabulary. The reason why he speaks the way that he speaks is because he was so self-conscious about his vocabulary when he started when he started broadcasting that he would like literally read the dictionary and just look for words and find words that he likes. And he has like his whole house is scattered with all these handwritten notebooks where he just (laughs) he hears an expression or he hears or he hears he hears an idiom. He hears one word and he'll just write it down in his notebooks and then he'll watch games in his living room on TV and he'll practice putting them into games and seeing what he can say and what he can't. Like he says anything he said on TV, he said 30 times by himself in his living room. Like the man is so dedicated to his craft. It's unbelievable. And he's 78 and he told me that he has no intention on retiring anytime soon. So like, so like he is, and he's still so with it. Oh, I love getting to hang out with that. Do you think you could convince um, Clyde to, to slip in a a fruitin' and tootin' on the broadcast (laughs) just for you? (laughs) (laughs) What would the move be? What's that? You'd have to figure out what the move would be. Fruitin' and tootin'. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll think about yeah, it. Fruit, fruitin' and tootin' would be like a Paul Pierce, uh, a Paul <laughs> Pierce wheelchair situation. <laughs> That's good. That's good, Fred. Okay, so uh, everybody on board with that first fruit, pick. Man. Walt fruit Clyde Frazier, the legendary guard turned broadcaster. Uh, Tass, you're up next. Number two here. I'm taking his co-pilot. When they won the championship, they don't win it without Willis Reed. They absolutely don't win it without the guy who was injured, shouldn't have been playing in that game seven. Gets announced. Oh, here comes Willis Reed dragging that one leg, literally dragging that one leg in that game seven. And it's one of the most iconic sports moments of all time. Still now, 50 years later, uh, the late Willis Reed gave the Knicks their first championship uh, along with Clyde. 
And so I think this was uh, – th- those were the one-two for me. Mm-hmm. Done and done. And uh, it was uh, the best four-point performance ever. But I don't <laughs> think they win a championship without that guy doing what he did, even if it was four points, uh, to inspire – Everybody and Clyde obviously inspired as well, but yeah, Willis Reed. That's just one of the most iconic moments. So simple as that. Good pick, JD. Let's move with some pace here. You're up next. Yeah, I'll keep this brief. Uh, this is a bit of a homer pick. I'm taking Charles Oakley. Uh, I knew you were. Very you nice. You know, he was on the Raps for three years. He was on the Bulls for three years, and he was on the Knicks for ten years. He got into a big fight with James Dolan, which I love, <laughs> and uh, we had uh, shots with him, vodka shots, ice cold vodka shots. Now that. <laughs> was refreshing that was very refreshing (laughs) uh so i got a real soft spot for charles oakley oak how do you feel about those uh two picks there reed and uh oakley fred reed's a great pick oak i think if you're like factoring in the character and all of that like he obviously wasn't the best player on those 90s Knicks teams but he was like the personality he was the person who most exuded the personality of those teams. you know so i'm i'm good with it I'm totally good with with Oakley. Okay, you're up next with the fourth pick in Knicks Legends. Where are you going? Well, I mean, if I'm just going with the best player, this one's kind of easy, right? Like, I kind of have to go with Patrick Ewing, who who also has a case is the best the best Nick of all time. He's mm-hmm. he's a he's 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 one of the best scorers in the history of the team. He's one of the best defenders in the history of the team. He was on two teams that made it to the finals. Which for the Knicks, that's a big thing. I mean, he's <laughs> been there four times, uh, and he he went there in '94, and he almost won it. Uh, if he weren't going up against Michael Jordan in the East, I think it's it's fair to say he he definitely could have actually had a ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was still really good on that team in '99. Like he was still a 17 point scorer, and he was kind of rickety and in his late 30s, and it was his last good year. But like he was still a legit player on that '99 team, the eight seed that went to the finals and lost to the Spurs. Uh, he he's at worst the best Nick since the '70s. Yeah. And at best, the greatest Nick of all time. Uh, and I, I am not going to in- mention his days with the Orlando Magic or Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> uh, but he 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 was an incredible player in an era, by the way, of just like the best centers that we've ever had, where he's going against Shaq and he's going against Hakeem and he's going against David Robinson. He's going against like these all time unbelievable centers and he's right there with them. Uh, so so I. I feel good about feel good about my Ewing pick. All right. I think it's kind of the, the only way to go. There you go. And Trey, take us home here. Fifth pick in this category. I kind of feel the same way about Fred now that he took Patrick Ewing. Uh, there's one cool, notable Nick left, uh, especially from our time covering the league. I got to go with Mello. Okay. Got to go with Mello. Uh, played a long time in New York. He scored a whole bunch of points, and he was definitely the coolest guy probably since the 70s uh, to play <laughs> for the Knicks. I don't have a lot of fond feelings for any of these guys. Uh, <laughs> Oakley, I, yeah, I would have loved to have Oakley because he's been disavowed by the Knicks. That would have been perfect. Basically drafting a bull. Uh, other guys I considered would be J.R. Smith, who got fined for untying people's shoes back then, <laughs> and Bernard King, who told us that it's faster to spin on your heel than it is to spin on your toes. That's right. That's right. Which I still don't actually think is true, but he's the guy that scored a million points in the NBA. I do that every time. I'm like in the kitchen, spinning like, <laughs> like around the island. Heel versus toe heel doesn't make toe. sense to me. The heel feels mm. so weird. 
but no balance it, too. It, it no worked, balance. Yeah. It worked for him. Man. It worked for him. Yeah. The only other Mello's name, good. if I didn't have the number one pick, like I was lower in this. Uh, I'm with you. Like, didn't love a lot of Knicks players. Like, even Patrick Ewing was probably, in terms of how good he was and the Hall of Fame status that he was. Um, I just never liked him. I guess as a player, I did root against the Knicks, but I loved Anthony Mason. Good one. Uh, I loved Mace uh, uh, for those couple years there with the Knicks, so he would have been on my uh, short list. Anyone else in, in, uh, that you were considering, Fred? No, Ewing was too easy. Yeah. Anthony Mason's a great pull. Anthony oh, Mason was him. before his time. Exactly. If Anthony Mason played in this era, he he was kind of like he was kind of like a Draymond type, right? Yep. Like yep. he 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 would have been so great in this era where they would have said, "Yeah, I don't care that you're you're a, you're a forward. Go handle the ball all the right, time and right. average." Mm-hmm eight assists a game and we're going to run pick and roll and get to you in the short roll. He'd be a great one. I, I, I will add something. I like Trey's pick with Mello and I like his comment that he's kind of the coolest Nick over the last, because I covered Mello when I was a Thunder beat writer. And uh, you know, I don't know if I told you guys this, you know, Mello used to heckle me when I was on deadline <laughs> uh, in the locker room. So like I was, I was, I was writing for a newspaper at the time and I had a 10 30 deadline and I would post up like we'd be in the locker room at 10, 15, getting quotes and stuff. So I post up my computer on the garbage can that was right next to Mello's locker in the corner of the locker room. And Mello knew my deadline was at 1030. So I'd be running into the scrum, getting a quote, running back, putting my headphones in and like typing into my story and frantically trying to get it in by 1030 because journalists who are on deadline are insane and it's so stressful. (laughs) And every other game. Mello would come from behind me and like stick his chin on my shoulder, <laughs> staring at my screen at like 1027. And he'd just look at me and say something along the lines of, oh, you're going to have to fa- you're going to have to type faster than that. <laughs> or one time, one time he just pointed at a ra- and he's not actually reading it. One time he just pointed at a random sentence and he says, oh, that sentence is trash. <laughs> and, and, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. So so that very much bolsters Trey's cool argument because he is certainly the only player ever to do that. And I thought it was it killed me. It was it was so fun. <laughs> That's great. That. All right, Melo going fifth there in the Knicks Legends category. We got to take a break, real quick break. But when we come back, we got two more categories left. Famous cats and fake names. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, still here in the Classic Factory, having some fun with Fred Katz, doing an old squad episode. It had been so long since we did some drafting. We've done three categories, two are left, and I'm excited about this next one because his name is Katz. We are drafting Famous Katz. Tassie out the number one pick. 
gonna keep it simple, stupid. It's not too hard. It's Garfield. <laughs> oh, this guy loves oh, lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> not only lasagna, Skeets. Garfield would eat anything. It sort of goes under the radar. Uh, but Garfield <laughs> loved junk food. <laughs> Same as me. Yep. Uh, he also loved dessert. Yeah. Same as me. He's, <laughs> he's getting the best of all worlds. And I recently had lasagna. I don't know why I don't have it more because I don't cook. Uh, but also, lasagna is amazing. So uh, Garfield <laughs> knew what he was doing. But let's not. You guys can get cute. I, I, I feel bad for you. You're gonna have to get cute. Maybe, maybe a, a larger cat. Uh, maybe a real life cat. Maybe a keyboard cat. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got the best one. Shout out to Jim Davis. <laughs> That's a great pick. Garfield uh, going number one. Uh, JD, you're up next. All right, I was half joking, but could I take Catwoman? How do we feel about not that? A, not Fred, a cat. You're our guest. How do you feel about JD drafting Catwoman in the famous cats category? <laughs> I I think we should allow everyone to get as creative as okay. possible. Okay. But it's got to be like a cat. Like Catwoman is a cat. Like you can't take he can't you can't take like like a panther, but right. but Catwoman's she's Catwoman. She's not panther she's not, panth- woman. She's, not she's not like the Black Panther, yeah. you know, among superheroes. You can't take Good Black point. Panther, Good but point. you can take yeah. you can take uh, you can take Catwoman. I'm going to allow it. Okay. okay, I'm taking Catwoman. This is you know, the best character in the Batman universe. You got some great actors playing uh, Catwoman. We got Julie Newmar. You got Michelle Pfeiffer. You got Zoe Kravitz and the Goat Anne Hathaway. Hmm. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, don't at me. That's a good cat good roster. Catwoman. Yeah. What was Catwoman's um, you know powers? Just that she was like uh, quiet and like quiet. Sneaky. Very good uh, cat burglar. Right. Little on the nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and sexiness. I I don't know. Like a great fighter. A great fighter. Yeah. She had cat like abilities. Right. Michelle Pfeiffer had the most. Like, she basically came back to life as a cat. Like, she died and yeah. came back to life through cat powers. So I think she had... Nine lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Isn't yeah. there that famous scene where uh, she has the whip, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. You ever seen that? And yes. she, like, actually does it. She takes off the, the heads of, like, dummies like, yeah. in four snaps yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool. Okay. Catwoman. Catwoman wow. Didn't off see the board. that coming here. JD <laughs> taking Catwoman. Uh, Fred Katz okayed it. Uh, Fred, you're up next here. Third pick. All right. Um, I'm going to go Jinx from Meet the Parents. Mm, good one. The, the smartest cat <laughs> in the history of cats. Wow. Like, like basically a superhero brain. Like, obviously, Jinx famously knows is potty trained. Yes. Like, just yep. flat out uses the toilet, yeah, which, is, okay. which is pretty amazing. But not only that, but, but underratedly, Jinx blew up like a whole alias scheme that a human came up with, you know? Like, Ben Stiller goes out, loses Jinx, goes out, gets another cat, spray paints the tail, and Jinx is like, I'm blowing up his spot. I'm just going to go to the neighbor's house. Like, he outsmarted it. She out- he or she, I don't even know, outsmarted a human. I- I'm going with Jinx. Jinx is a great cat. Uh, it's one. Of- Jinx is also one of the rare cats who genuinely has a character arc but is actually acknowledged as nothing more than a real cat. Like doesn't talk, doesn't, doesn't, it's, it's just a house cat. And yet they still give Jinx a character arc. Like, (laughs) like Jinx is a character, not just like the family's (laughs) cat. So I'm, I'm going to say Jinx from, from meet the parents, which is a classic and, uh, and, and, and feel good about that. I I am curious. Do you like cats? Yes. Okay. Do you have cats? No. 
but I like cats. <laughs> okay. Always I like cats. Okay. Not obsessed with cats. Don't have cats. Don't need the shedding. Don't need the responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. need. Don't need the responsibility of having to keep anything alive. Right. Okay. Just too stressful. Okay. Yeah. But I like cats. Okay. When I'm with a cat, I'm good with the cat. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Jinx uh, off the board. Trey, where are you going? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Except for Garfield, all my cats are still on the board here, so I'm excited to get my number one famous cat of all time, Mr. Bigglesworth. Yeah. Oh, you stole it from me, Trey. From the Austin Powers franchise. That ugly-ass cat. Once a big, white, fluffy cat. That's right. Until yep. the unfreezing process. <laughs> and suddenly Mr. Bigglesworth is a naked cat. And that was a thing I didn't know existed until these movies came out. We just got a skin cat walking around with an oh. evil doctor. Um, I think I've mentioned on the show before that my second car was a Cutlass Supreme that was called the Shagwar, but my first car was a 1990 Chevy Beretta, and I had a Mr. Bigglesworth stuffed animal in the back dash. Mm. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Bigglesworth for me. Zero character arc, but hilarious to look at. Oh, those cats are. Those are disgusting. They there are was disgusting one where we used cats. to live, remember? I know. I, and they, they just always they sit up out. in the window. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that's real? Yeah. They, they give me the heebie jeebies. What, what is it? What, I mean, I don't really like, like cats to begin them? with. They're just gross. They're like, naked. They look that's like it. scrotums. Like, <laughs> they're like if Dobby was a real thing. <laughs> yeah, they do around. look like Dobby a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you're right. But I had it on the list, too. Great. I would say maybe one of the best names of great all these name. cats. Yeah. Mr. Bigglesworth is fantastic. It's a great pick. Can we just discuss for a second that Trey referred to Dr. Evil as an evil doctor. <laughs> like, I missed that. Is he actually a doctor? I, I never thought about if Dr. Evil was a doctor. Right. Mm. Like his name is Dr. Evil. He but does. Is he a. Yeah, he an does. Evil doctor is that's just lowercase. That's that's not a proper noun right there. He's just an evil doctor. At one point he does. And now he might have been joking, but he does say <laughs> I didn't go to evil medical school for eight years uh, to not be called, okay. you know, doctor. Yeah, okay. so that that's true. It's a good point. I just I just like the idea of him being an evil doctor. Like he's just he's just like a surgeon who steals people's intestines when he's giving nose jobs. Right. <laughs> like he's just evil doctor <laughs> all right i have the final pick here in the famous cats category uh some of them are gone you guys selected garfield mr bigglesworth there but my my remaining list it is uh puss in boots yeah Classic. good one yeah it's yeah. tom from tom and jerry sure big time cat and then i got some real cats in play here i got grumpy cat yeah and i got keyboard cat great one okay and yeah. I'm feeling musical right now. <laughs> Give me keyboard cat. Mm. <laughs> Give me that little cat yeah, pawing that. away at those keys, tickling the ivories. <laughs> oh, you did something dumb? You're getting a keyboard cat. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Yeah, uh, And it's been around for a while now, so I will take a real cat in in the uh, keyboard cat. <laughs> I don't know if it's a male cat or a female cat. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's research out there or a, a deep dive article on it, but keyboard cat I'm going with. Fred, any thoughts? I think that's good. The only the only one I I considered going with because because it's a basketball podcast. I don't even know. This is definitely not a basketball podcast. <laughs> definitely because, not. Because occasionally you guys mention the sport of basketball. I considered kind of cheating and going with two cats and going with Brooke and Robin Lopez's cats. Mm. Uh, who who apparently are feuding and don't like each other. <laughs> uh when when they were when they were teammates 
years ago, they said they couldn't live together. And I've discussed this with Robin. His cat's name is Zephyr. Okay. They said they couldn't live together because Robin and Brooke's cats hated each other <laughs> and they couldn't do that with their cats. Uh, now that they're teammates again, and I, I have said this to Eric name, and now I'm going to publicly call him out. Who's our, our fantastic Milwaukee Bucks beat writer. I want the update. They're teammates again. I want the update. Have have Zephyr and whatever Brooks cat's name is. Have they repaired their relationship? Can those two be together at the same time? I want the whole thing. I want the whole feature on those two cats. So I'm I'm really intrigued by the Lopez brother cat dynamic. So I considered it, but I just thought Jinx was the better the better one. Is, but I think everybody made a great pick in this one. Is um good. is Zephyr the name of the battle cat in He Man, or is that Zeus or something like that? I'm I'm curious because I would imagine Robin has some sort of cartoon yeah. or comic book uh, reasoning. Of yeah, I have, cat I have no idea. I, talk, I I talked about this with Robin when he was on the Wizards and I was covering the Wizards and and he was quite excited when I told him that the Wizards were for one year called the Zephyrs. Oh right, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for one for one and year. He was, he was pumped about that in Chicago. <laughs> Uh, and and Robin is one of the few NBA players who would like genuinely get excited about that ridiculously useless fact. Uh, so he was he was the perfect the perfect wizard, Robin Lopez. And tell you what, Robin Lopez would have made a good pick in the Harry Potter draft too. Oh, Certainly yes. would have been picking Harry Potter number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get to our fifth and final category. It is fake names. So, J.D., again, this is a stage name, a pen mm-hmm. name. Uh, you know, you can have some fun with this as well. This is, uh, again, I said, inspired by uh, Fred Katz. Your real name, Fred, is? Matthew. Look at that. Look at that. Matthew Katz. It's a good name, too. But Fred Katz, I mean, that just hits. Uh, it really does. Uh, so so <laughs> fake names, that's what's inspired this weird category, J.D., of the number one pick. Yeah, so I wanted to pick uh, somebody with the silliest name but with the most accolades and accomplishments okay so fred katz definitely on the list j.e skeets definitely on the list but i'm not going with you guys i'm going with stephanie joanne angelina germanata also known as lady gaga ah yeah good pick 13 grammys one oscar three brit awards Plus, she's in the Guinness Book of world records for 16 times for some reason i didn't get a chance to look up why (laughs) But, and also kind of the silliest name. Like, it's, I feel like it's just a dumb name. Lady Gaga is just sort of weird to have yes. when you're, you know, on the Oscar stage being nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people forget about it. She's part of the lexicon now, and yeah. that's fine, but it's still, I'm like, if if I was with Stephanie, you know, back in New Jersey, and she was like, I'm going to call myself Lady Gaga, and I, was, I would be like, yeah, really? Yeah. You sure? It's a lot like calling yourself J.E. Skeets yeah. back in um, <laughs> exactly. the 2000s when you're going to be blogging. I, I understand. I know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she's a huge talent. Love Lady Gaga. She's she's my pick. Okay. Great call. Strong pick. You uh, guys want to hear a crazy Lady Gaga story? Oh, yeah. yeah Let's of course. do it. So <laughs> my dad... Dated a woman before the woman before he dated his mom. The my, not his mom. He didn't date it before he dated. <laughs> that is a crazy the woman, story. <laughs> that's a wild story. That's the whole story. 
the woman before he dated my mom was a woman named Cynthia Louise Bissett, and she was from West Virginia. And he would constantly reference him, her growing up, and we would make jokes about Cynthia Louise Bissett from West Virginia. Okay. And he went to West Virginia once and met their parent, her parents, and they only said West by God, Virginia. So now my dad only says West by God, Virginia, because, <laughs> you know, he's a he's a weird guy. Yep. And so. <laughs> We just kind of make jokes about Cynthia Louise Bissett growing up. And about five years ago, my dad wonders, what is, I wonder what Cynthia Louise Bissett is doing now. So he Googles Cynthia Louise Bissett and comes up all these results about Lady Gaga. And he's like, what is this? And, and he, he figures he made a type something in wrong or whatever. So he Googles it again and all these Lady Gaga results come in. And it turns out the man she started dating after my dad she married and she is lady gaga's mom wow <laughs> and so my dad was like one one commitment away from being daddy gaga <laughs> and <laughs> and what he would have just been taken care of and instead he's stuck with a sports writer oh that's incredible <laughs> Daddy Gaga. Gaga is rising up the draft board. Yeah, I was going to say, can I draft Daddy Gaga? It's my fake name for Fred Katz's father. Uh, Okay, Fred, you're up next uh, here in fake names. Where are you going? Well, I do have a question. Like, how are obviously like Seal is not a nickname, but how do we feel about nicknames that are 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 noted as nicknames, but we use them for their guys? Like, example. Big Baby Davis. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know. Yeah, who is it? Say the pick. And you know what? We'll, we'll you know what? I'm not. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to say it's not allowed and I'm going to do my own thing. Okay. okay. I will say, by the way, that I was playing blackjack at around 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in Vegas at Summer League this year. And somebody comes from behind me and screams at the dealer from like 10 feet away. Very drunk, but very politely. Yo, can you direct me to the nearest gelato to the nearest gelato shop? And I turned around, and it was Big Glen Big Davis, and <laughs> just a wasted Glen Big Davis. And I was so happy that he wanted the nearest gelato shop yeah. at two a.m. on a Wednesday, because like he wasn't having ice cream. Like two a.m., he's not settling for that. He wants a quaint shop with just gelato. Did you tell him uh, sorbet is the way? Yeah. <laughs> I should have. I was so taken aback that I, I, I didn't. I just, I just turned to my buddy next to me and said, "Holy shit!" That's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Up. Um, I will take. I will take Samuel Clemens, uh, otherwise known as Mark Twain. Wow, nice one. Uh, deep. The, what a the, deep the, the greatest writer of all time. Um, the oldest. It's probably not the oldest pen name or stage name or whatever you're going to call it, but it's got to be up there amongst at least like modern, modern celebrity culture. Um, Yeah. So I I think Samuel Clemens is a good one. Everyone knows Mark Twain. I'm sure a lot of people know Samuel Clemens, but no one thinks of Samuel Clemens. No one unironically mentions Samuel Clemens. Uh, So I am I'm going to go with with Mark Twain, who's who's the greatest writer. The greatest humorist. He has my favorite quote ever about writing when he wrote a really long letter to somebody once and he ended it with, I'm sorry this letter was so long. I didn't have time to write a short one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to go. 
I'm going to go with uh, with Mark Twain. Oh, I, li- I like to see a real pen name get selected yeah, in, this, real uh, pen name. in this category. I don't think the rest of us were going to be on board with that, but we'll see. Trey, you're up next. Where are you going? Uh, yeah, my choice here was an easy one. Number one on my draft board and definitely not as critically heralded as Mark Twain or even Lady Gaga. Doesn't have as many Guinness Book of World Records, mm-hmm. but he f- rose to the top of my list instantly. Vin Diesel. Oh. <laughs> Mark Sinclair Vincent. Yeah. The guy looks like he should be named Diesel. Yeah. So he's like, I'm yep. going by Diesel forever. <laughs> I thought you were going to say The Rock. I but. thought someone was going to finally draft Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> he's just Tom. Tom, yeah, Tom. You're right. yeah. You're Tom right. Riddle. Yeah. Nah, going Vin. That's good. Going Vin here. Pick. Yeah, people are going to say probably a reach, but I think oh, it's fair. I think so. It's a hilarious Just fake name. Vin Especially Diesel. like he made his life about being a driver. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. Yeah. I, I almost, no, I'll admit that I forgot that's not his real name. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, that, and, and well, and then, and then you have his fake name in movies that we are always confusing, <laughs> you know, as He's Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Toretto. Yeah. So that's a, a, a double you, layer there. You get Trey gets the win just because he picked the one guy who, when the ice bucket challenge was a thing, and you were supposed to challenge other people after that, that that Vin Diesel did the ice bucket challenge and then challenged Putin, <laughs> and <laughs> like totally seriously, just point at the camera and name three name three people, name two people, and goes and Putin, and it there's no reference to Putin before, like. <laughs> Just challenging Putin. That's amazing. That's it was weird. I'm ass- it was really I'm, great. I'm assuming Putin never did the uh, ice bucket challenge. I don't remember that clip. I don't think so. No. I don't think he did it. Uh, he should have. If Vin Diesel challenges Putin to the ice bucket challenge, like that, you, you have to make it happen. <laughs> that that's I think why Putin has gotten such bad PR. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's it. I, yeah. I agree. All right, I'm up next here. Uh, fourth pick in this category. Uh, this was difficult, but. I'm going to go with someone who reels, whose real name is Saul Hudson. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is. Yeah. Yep. It's one of the greatest guitar players of all time. Gimme Slash. Oh, yeah. Nice one. Just oh. a great name. A great, you know, I guess it is a nickname, but obviously his stage name. I'm going Slash. Saul Hudson. And in doing a little research, I found out that actor Seymour Cassell, whose son was friends with Slash, was credited with giving him the nickname because he was always zipping from one place to another and never sitting still. Seymour Cassell, he's the type of actor that you have to see him and right. you go, that guy. Yeah. He's been in like 200 movies and like te- television shows, never like a big, big name. He was in, uh, he was Burt Fisher in Rushmore and he was uh, Dusty in the Royal <laughs> Tenenbaums. It's that guy. And he apparently gave the nickname to Slash, which wow. again is one of the coolest, like, you know, rock stage names of all time. So. Well, that's why they call him Seymour. Like, that's not even his real name. People are like, I got to Seymour before yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look up Seymour Cassell and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, him. Um, yeah. But yeah, Slash is my pick. When you Salt Google up. best pen names or stage names, yeah. comes Slash up comes up. I mean, that's one. just a cool ass name. Yeah. yeah. Mark, uh, Mark Twain also comes up. So There you go. Taking some classics here. It's okay, Tass, you have the final pick here. Yeah, I picked uh, this person for one reason and one reason only. He changed his name from Christopher Edwin Bro, B-R-E-A-U-X, I assume it's pronounced Bro, to Christopher Francis Ocean because he wanted the name Frank Ocean. Mm. So, you know, there, there's two steps <laughs> wow. there. Wow. 
So Frank Ocean. He wanted he wanted to be born Christopher Francis Ocean, so he changed his damn name to that. <laughs> uh, he, didn't, he didn't just go, "Hey, call me Frank Ocean." Uh, so I like I like the double step, and it's just a cool name, Frank Ocean. It's a great name. Yeah. I think he says he like did the name change on Legal Zoom. <laughs> really? pretty funny I buy that that is hilarious that was a thing people were doing oh, yeah. and still doing I guess was uh, there uh, anyone else you were considering in this final category Fred um, you know were you was Chris Gaines on the board <laughs> <laughs> I mean you know I thought about Cher just because she's yeah. so iconically one name yeah I feel like when you go iconically one name she's just like so she so named that, and, and, and th- honestly, there's some NBA players who have some great ones. Like, like Fat Lever is yep. a great one. Yep. Like Fat Fat is it's a great one because it's it's not short for his real name is Lafayette Lever, and it's not short for Lafayette. But you kind of see how you can get from yeah. like Fayette to Fat, sort of. You yep. know. Yep. Uh, and and a dude just going by Fat is awesome. Um, <laughs> There are a lot of musicians we could have gone with. Yep. I mean, we could have gone with just like Tupac or yep. or, or or Biggie or 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 Eminem or any of those. Uh, I felt like that was that was too easy because mm-hmm. there are just like so many share seal. Like there are so many musicians who just go by that. Felt we had to deviate some, but. I love I love the picks. I love the picks. Okay, so there it is. Great. Let's recap our squads. Um, Fred, do you do you know your uh, entire team here? I have it if you don't, but uh, recap your squad because again, the listener, the people on YouTube, they're going to decide who has the best Fred Katz team here. What's your squad? Okay, so for fruits, I went strawberries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For Harry Potter, I went Hagrid. For cats, I went Jinx from Meet the Parents. Yeah, you missed your uh, Knicks player there. Oh, my Knicks player was Patrick Ewing. Yep. And uh, this, what what did we just draft? I don't remember. Uh, I blacked out this whole podcast. Yeah. Oh, for uh, for fake names, I went Mark Twain, Samuel Clemens. All right, that's a a strong squad there from Fred Cats. Trey, recap (laughs) your team. I got a Mango. I got Harry Potter. I got Carmelo Anthony. Mr. Bigglesworth and Vin Diesel. Oh, great. Just great name recognition there with <laughs> yeah, your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Starry. Uh, I went uh, in the best fruit, uh, uh, controversial according to Fred Katz. I took the apple. I do have uh, Snape. I do have Walt Clyde Frazier as my Knicks legend. I went with Keyboard Cat, banging away on that keyboard, <laughs> and uh, Gimme Slash as my fake name. Tass, your team. Peaches are my fruit. Very excited about that. Uh, Victor Crumb, my Harry Potter guy. (laughs) Willis Reed, my New York Knicks legend. Garfield, that's my cat. And fake name, Frank Ocean. And JD, your team. My team is uh, the Mighty Orange is the fruit. (laughs) Hermione Granger. Charles Oakley is a New York Knicks legend. My famous cat is Catwoman. And my fake name is Lady Gaga. A lot of female power on your J- team, JD. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or you JD Sneakly has a great has a great roster. <laughs> if, Thank you. If, if if Skeets didn't have apples, I'd say he'd be really going extremely strong. <laughs> Damn it! I botched it with apple. All right. Well, it's not up to you, Fred. It's up to the people. So let us know in the comments. I know some of you are in the stream team right now. Uh, let us know on Twitter at No Dunk Sync and uh, Fred. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I had, I mean, we had a blast. Hopefully, the oh, people yeah. did as well. Where can the people find you? What's the best way to stay in touch? 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Fred Katz for as long as it exists. You can read me on The Athletic. I write about the Knicks. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. I said at the beginning, this is my favorite basketball podcast ever. But the reality is it's actually my favorite podcast. Oh, so I am okay. I am always so excited uh, to come on. As you know, I've been literally listening to you since I was like, a, a child like a kid so i'm uh i'm so excited to come on with you guys always this was a blast well we appreciate you uh swinging by guys we will have a drop podcast tomorrow so make sure you join us live at 10 a.m eastern also after that drop podcast we're gonna try something new here we're gonna open up some fan mail live on playback so make sure i'll uh, make sure to include that link in the show notes but join our playback room we'll probably go live around 12 p.m soon after the drop podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern. So uh, make sure you come by and uh, check that out. All right, everyone, let's hear your picks when it comes to these five categories. Let us know as well. And uh, are we doing Clipper Bros? Yeah, Yeah, sure, why not? Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, as the great Fred Fred Katz once said, somewhat regrettably, I think, he said, Harry Potter is the worst character. in Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.